0: To the Junto Show. I'm Lance and I'm woke with jokes. I'm John, founder of the Venture Out, best way to start your day. And I'm both. I enjoy life. As well you should though, because we are blessed with this life and as are our listeners. So we're glad that we're, you're spending a little bit of your life that you can never get back as we all corral <laughs> towards unevi- inevitable death. <laughs> Great. Now he's crying. Thanks, Lance. <laughs> As we on this flaming ball of, of uh molten <laughs> yeah. cord that we call the earth,
1: you know, <laughs> well, I can't think of a, a better flat. place
0: that I would uh, sit and
1: reflect on looking into the void than with you guys.
0: That's right. What, what's yeah. that thing? The French thing where you want to swerve your car into the traffic? What's it called again? Ten points if you remember. Um, <laughs> something in the void. Ten points if you remember something. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, how's everybody doing today? Call it the void. That's it. Oh, there, you, there you go. But the French up. version. Je vais void. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so how my guys doing today?
2: I'm uh, doing great, man. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, sounds good. Sounds good.
2: Fake it till you make it. That's right. Bo, buddy. you got anything going on? Uh, no. Uh, life is moving along. There you go. <laughs> and <Handing laughs> yeah, on the Three of us living the most exciting
0: <laughs> life ever. Huh? Well, I'll say this then. I've got a uh, hiking trip coming up. Oh, yeah. You're doing a 14 Somebody else at work said 14-er. And I was like, "That I didn't realize that was like language that people used.
2: Yeah, I almost don't want to say that because it sounds so like you're going to drink a lot. It sounds (laughs) a little bigger than a
1: 12 pack, right? It's a 14er.
0: (laughs) What? You lost me there. Bigger than a 12 pack of beer. They make things bigger than. Oh, you know what? I buy them. You're right. Those boxes. (laughs) The little crates.
2: So, yeah, flying out to hiking Long's Peak, I believe, if the weather's okay. This is just outside of Denver. Um, As Lance alluded to, it's what people call a 14er. So, that's 14,000 foot in elevation. We'll be taking our time, so we got about like three days to uh, to summit this mountain. It gets very hairy, apparently, at some points where you're st- you're uh, walking on ledges that are like maybe like a, a couple feet wide, mm. and uh, one side is a sheer drop of like over yeah. hundreds of feet. So it gets pretty hairy, apparently, in the video. So some people just stop before they get to that point, and that's like around thirteen thousand something feet. You' gonna do it. I don't know. I will to when I get there what the conditions are. Is it windy? I'm not going to do it. If it's icy, obviously I'm not going to do it. But if, it'll, if it feels
0: okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. What if everybody else does it and then calls you a punk for not doing it? Will you do it then? Well, maybe a gust of wind will come. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and blow your friends up the <laughs> That'll show you to <laughs> call me names. All right.
2: So the, uh, the other interesting part about this is I'm hiking with um, four other dudes that uh, I'm not the closest with. I've never hiked with uh or I've never hiked with any of them oh. I've only hung out with one of them before, and uh I don't even know like one or two of the guys, so this is uh this would be an experience here, hiking I, with these people that oh uh, that it sounds yeah. like you get to meet new people that might be true yeah, kind of exactly cool. so mm-hmm. that's why I'm stretching a little bit where I'm like these people clearly know what they're doing hiking wise they're <laughs> much more yeah. experienced hiking wise so that's okay it's the fact that like you know. Getting along and stuff, it should be yeah. fine.
0: So two concerns, right? One, yeah. um, they could be at different fitness levels than you, which uh, I've experienced, and it's not necessarily the best. <laughs> and then uh, and then, two, hiking, I'm not hiking, you're, are you camping too? Like a tent with these guys? Three nights. Nice. Uh, your own tent? Um, No, I'm the only guy who's sharing a tent with somebody. With some stranger? No, this is the guy I know. Oh, okay, all right. So, yeah. hmm, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Being trapped in the woods with strangers, a good, uh, good opportunity to become closer with them yeah, or a is. hellhole?
1: Um, it I guess it depends on the group, but I would say probably the most awkward part is you're probably going to be like, hey, I'm going to go behind this rock and poop.
0: Oh, man, I'm not yeah. worried about that. I'm just okay. worried about, like, well, I mean...
1: And then, and then you're like, I it's
0: going to
2: be awkward when I don't go behind a rock. <laughs> yeah. Like at the campfire, <laughs> like, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey, what's up? Mm. <laughs> pass the beans. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> hey, man, pass that wag bag. Wag bag. So how you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. So you
0: just want to...
2: Well, it's, as long as they <laughs> understand the universal... Um, gesture of me putting in headphones.
0: Ah, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, good luck with that, Johnny. Yeah. I, but I, I would say you can't do
1: that, right? I don't think I could do that if I'm meeting new people. I would. Put new headphones in and just kind of hike? I mean, if it's like, if everybody's not talking for a little while, I would.
0: Uh, I can only like human, do h- human interaction for so long before I need to have some me time yes. or like headphone time in a day. I need headphone time in a day. P- plus,
2: so. I'm climbing. I'm going to be out of breath. So, yeah. I'm gonna to need to conserve I, I need to make decisions based off of the quantity of air I can consume. Oh yeah, okay. fourteen thousand feet that's supposed yeah. to be pretty great.
0: Yep. All right well Johnny, well best of luck to you. R- we're gonna go ahead and um look for the new third podcast post. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be too hard to find a uh, an Asian leadership guy. At the conference there was you guys were dime a dozen. All right. Uh, so <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the junto show. The junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show is not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. I guess we're to get things started with our first segment. Oh,
1: I, no, no, not oh, yet.
0: Oh, no, no, not yet, man. I need to write
1: the order down. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about what can we do to hear more of this wonderful content. Yeah, topic.
2: exactly, Bo. If you can't get enough of our voices in your ears what you can do is contribute a few bucks at patreon.com slash junto show and this is a place basically where you can donate a buck or two uh goes straight to us and we get to do what we love to do which is producing casts like this
0: all right so um if they sign up for the patreon johnny what type of uh, content can they get you know, the same mediocre stuff we were pumping <laughs> out right now. Why why ruin a re- mediocre time? <laughs> so uh, you get a special episode uh, with the, the Patreon. So in the episode that's going to accompany today's episode of the Junto Show, you will hear our in-depth conversation about what electability means to us.
2: And and why Bo is the most charismatic one of us all. That, mm. That's right.
0: He's going to be, uh, mm, I don't know. A mayor of some shit old town. That's you know? as high as you put it mayor? <laughs> you don't, I, I'm pretty good with mayor. Mayor sounds <laughs> pretty good. But I remember you got that but like Lance
1: looked at you like, <laughs> yeah, mayor, that's as yeah. high as you're going to go. Uh, like Cinder- I have been playing City
0: Skyline so was watch out, Nowheresville. Who's going to be the mayor of some place that like exports dogs. <laughs> <laughs> exports, exports dogs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, right, well, good luck. People need dogs. GP, uh, GDP is on the rise in Bolandia. Gross, mm. domic- gross domestic puppy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get things started with our first segment, Hot Take News.
2: Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight.
0: All right, so first story in the Hot Take News today is the Hong Kong protests. Have you guys been following the Hong Kong protests?
2: Only what the mainstream media has been telling me.
1: Yeah, probably not close enough. I'm... I'm- extremely fascinated and, and this is kind of like um and maybe almost jealous in a way right where you know there's something that's wrong and then like a one and a half million people get out and they t- you know march the streets yeah. you know and then something similar like that happens here and then there's like you know 30 people maybe
0: i mean we've had the the women's march was a pretty big protest and it's yeah. kind of died down as the trump presidency got uh I don't know, older, and people just got kind of fatigued with like being outraged every day. Yeah. But we've had some big protests here, but theirs has been going on for like six months straight or like three months straight yep. with millions of people in the street. Have you seen the videos of like how full the streets are? It and it's is. It's just the-
1: like instead of streets full of cars, it's people walking, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. So, so I haven't followed as close yet as I should
2: probably, but Lance, maybe you have. How's your gauge on the level of violence for
0: a sustained protest of this magnitude in your mind? Um. So I haven't heard of anybody dying. I mean, not that that should be the the thing, but like of millions of people in what is quote unquote a authoritarian regime. I think it's been. I don't want to, like not as bad as it could be.
1: Yeah, they all they all bring umbrellas to like knock back all the tear gas shots and stuff. Like that. Oh yeah, you
0: know what I have been hearing about them tear gas. Like I heard they shot tear gas in the in the in the airport or something like that, and then like regular yeah, yeah. Uh, passengers got hit with it. So. Well, I, I think maybe I, the reason I'm not seeing too much bad news coming out of uh, China or Hong Kong is because they wouldn't let the bad news come out of Hong Kong. Yeah,
1: so that's, that's probably that could be it. Yeah.
0: yeah, we got enough reporters out there. My my
2: question to you two, and me bring being the Asian dude on this podcast, given that diverse opinion, okay, it feels like when it's the Asian protest, it's more likely to be less violent than other countries, other cultures, other races? Would you all draw that same...
1: No. Trend not, line? I would say this one, but not traditionally. I don't think so. Mm, yeah. Like, no, no, if no. you were to say something t- like... Tiananmen t- 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 Square. Yeah. Well, Tiananmen, t- 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 I'm thinking, like, you know, there's older protests. Like, I'm... Th- yeah. I mean, this is maybe... Sp- me showing my playing video games but like the Yellow Turban Rebellion or something like that
0: what game are you playing? <laughs> what
1: game are you playing the Dynasty Warriors <laughs> and it talks about well according to Google my video game <laughs> well, okay. well you know I mean, I'm just saying in like this
0: based in truth.
1: yeah or like the, there's like the Boxer Rebellion or something like that you know. oh what about the Yellow Jackets in France yeah uh, that's still going on yeah I wouldn't say yeah that's I haven't heard much really, violence coming out of that it probably there probably was some violence but mm-hmm. I think it's been relatively peaceful hmm. you know
3: okay
2: all right. Well, anyway, it's just an observation. I sure, but yeah, but not I, fully for formed whatsoever. One. Obviously, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I observed this that. Hong Kong one. I'm like, it makes me culturally a little bit proud to say that, man, they've done the sustained protesting, for the most part, in a peaceful fashion. I mean, something I mean, like I mean,
0: fantastic that, that nonviolence is in and of itself a virtue. Yeah, I think states. Martin Luther King yeah. would agree with me. Yeah, and I mean, you could debatable.
1: look at the the protests in India, right? That was about as peaceful, I think, as you could get, right? I don't know if that was, maybe there was violence against them, but it was a really that's the whole Gandhi thing, right? Peaceful oh, protest. Right? So Johnny,
0: when you say that mm-hmm. like the, the violence, are you saying that you're proud of the violence? I mean, the lack of violence from protesters to state, or from state to protesters, or both? Protesters to anybody else. All right. So if the state
1: were to like start cracking heads, mm-hmm. would you? You wouldn't be as proud. No, no that that works? that no, that, that wouldn't affect
2: my <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't affect my proudness of the protesters. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's what I'm saying. What? Okay, so for background to our listeners, this probably should be said that that the protests started because Hong Kong is officially part of China. It, uh, Britain used to have Hong Kong as a colony.
1: Up until like 1990 or
0: something. 97, I believe. Yeah, And then uh, as part of turning over... Hong Kong, which is like an island or a big city. it's I couldn't figure out exactly. Well, there's a, there's so a Hong there, Kong there island is a Hong and Kong a big Kong city in. named Hong Kong.
1: Yeah, so there's Hong Kong yeah. an island where this is. So I've been there. So there's oh, a large there, financial there district. I've been there. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's like all it is is just like banks, like giant banks of buildings. And you go up Mount Victoria and stuff. Like that. And then there's Hong Kong city, which is about. I don't think I've ever seen that many people stuffed together in one location. Mm-hmm. And that's connected to mainland. Oh, I yeah. have. Okay yeah <laughs> oh, oh where else? Saigon. gone much more stuff really really interesting. No, I, I mean I don't like it yes. was almost like it was jaw-dropping like you know coming from wherever we are spacious Florida <laughs> spacious yeah. Florida going to yeah. someplace like that I mean yeah. it's almost a sight to see just to see people living in like that many people living in that small of
0: an area yeah so so the, the, the protest started because um there's some Relationship between Hong Kong and mainland China where uh, China, Hong Kong maintains its autonomy but mainland China in 50 years from when they got turned over which is 97 so in like 2047 uh, Hong Kong will become back part of China but there was an, they still have some type of relationship to them and so mainland China wanted to institute a law in Hong Kong where they would allow people who commit crimes in Hong Kong to be extradited to mainland China which is a, an authoritarian state probably don't want to go to a Chinese prison, even if you're a Hong Kong person. So they were like, no, we don't want that. Uh, we're going to protest in the streets. And then I think they took the law back, but then the protests remained. So two things I'm I'm like, okay, it's, it's wild to me that Hong Kong is some type of free ish city. And then like at some point in time, they're going to be annexed into an authoritarian government. So I'm like in 20, Forty-seven is when it's supposed to happen, but in like twenty forty-six, are they just going to be like, "Well, that freedom was cool. We glad we got enough of it. Now we're just going to be cool with going and being um, part of this authoritarian government," which like is a hair away from putting their army on a million protesters. I don't think that's going to be a thing that's going to work out properly.
2: That might be happening sooner than you think. I think yeah. they're starting to militarize uh, close to the borders of Hong Kong right now. So
0: yeah, I saw that right, and I'm just like, um, one, it was going to be a tough sell to get the millions of people in Hong Kong to go under the, the rule of um, China regularly. But I think like if they do something, if they, if they are violent towards these protesters, then I think you're going to force some type of, we're never going back to you agreement or something sooner rather than later. So like, do you think that a place that is like enjoy 50 years of freedom, will like as it gets toward the time where it's time to go to the mainland government would that actually work? Would they so I be-
2: think I think you're seeing that exactly right now unfold, where the people mm-hmm. are saying, "No, we don't want that. We would not stand for that." the The extradition law might have triggered, might yeah, have been not a cool catalyst that, for this. Cool with the
0: extradition law, like being under all their laws. Like <laughs> exactly. So I
2: think that's what triggered this whole thing. So, to me, I'm and I would hope that they have a end game in mind. But I'm kind of curious, what is the end game here? You can only protest for so long. What is the yeah? What is the the demand that you have as a protester? That you think um, China will will
1: oblige to?
0: I yeah. wonder if it's organized like that. If they have somebody yeah. that's speaking or negotiating for them,
1: and I don't. And this hasn't been the only major protest in Hong Kong in the last you know five to six years. I think they've had major protests like three or four years ago that went on for a long period of time. Right, they did have one, and right. so this is kind of like you know that happened, and so those people haven't moved away from Hong Kong. They're still there, mm-hmm. and so essentially the only thing that they're going to do is. It does seem to be that it's going towards Hong Kong. Is probably just going to be like we want full autonomy. You know, I don't know if you can be like a little Luxembourg or something like that over there, but I want
0: to try it. Yeah, yeah, and that's on, and
1: that's not, and that's not even the only place like but, this. Is stuff is kind of happening, right? You go to Kashmir, which is like a huge yeah. section oh, of about that. India. Yeah, you I, know. I
0: couldn't make heads or tails of what was happening, but it they was just said
1: blackout, no, no internet, no nothing, no power. You know, now you are part of India, Kashmir. Right?
2: Well, uh, well, I, I listened to an interesting history on Kashmir. Which is quite uh, interesting. So you got uh, India, mainly Hindu. Pakistan, mainly Muslim. Those two are always at, uh, at each other's throat a little bit. And they bit. used to be one country. Uh, or maybe go back far enough, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So Kashmir is its own kingdom, stuck in the middle. At one point, Pakistan started invading are trying to take over Kashmir. So Kashmir went to India and said, Hey, what if we said we'd be part of India, but you give us a lot of autonomy? Kind of similar to how Hong Kong is to China, actually. Mm -hmm. Right? India said, cool, let's do that. You maintain your autonomy and we'll consider you part of India, though. So, therefore, that's what's been happening for the longest time, right? But the problem is the ruling class of Kashmir is is a Hindu, but the majority of the people in Kashmir are Muslim. Well, so
0: so how often that happens, and it's
2: never a good thing. So, Pakistan's been, you know, influencing the majority of the people to be more hey stand up let's do something let's get out of this control and stuff so lots of um, I do say the word terrorism but a lot of violence are happening inside India because of this so Modi the Prime Minister is like hey in his view obviously, this is all of India Kashmir is part of India there's lots of violence going on insurgency going on over there I've got to do something to keep the my territory safe alright I'm going in so that's why they did a blackout of all the communication because he was afraid of media getting out of control and you know casting a bad light on this thing. But to him, it's internal affairs. Let me just stomp this down now, right now, as quickly as possible, and then
0: right. go from there. No, I don't know enough about this to speak on it, so I'm going yeah. to be quiet. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, does this, is is Modi the good guy? I don't know. I, I can understand almost everybody's that's what, Modi. What I don't want to speak on. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, I'm saying it doesn't feel like it. I'll it's say, a, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's super popular in India right now. Well, Modi Modi is super popular though, and I don't yeah. think he's he's definitely not popular with everybody though. That's for sure. Yeah, well, nobody ever and, is. I mean. But but he's like he's not just what he's doing is is not just stomping out stuff in Kashmir. I think he's doing some, I, I want to say like low grade religious persecution over there too. Yeah, so.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be combined with other stuff too. Yeah. But but imagine the analogy uh, of the United States. Let's say, if, I don't know, let's say something like Alaska is really siding with Canada or something because okay. it's really close to Canada. It's really in, entrenched in the Canadian culture. And let's say somehow it's inflicting pain on the United States
0: somehow. Canada uh, or Alaska? Alaska, Alaska. Alaska, Alaska yeah. Right? Here we're here. not going to give you our oil. All right. I mean... We're, um, Bear exports are down 10%. <laughs> Get them!
2: <laughs> if you're the president, you're like, well, uh, you're part of the United States, so um, I will... Go in there and do what I need to do to make sure you guys obey.
0: I mean, so like I don't know what this Modi dude is doing. You know he's I? over there like shooting people. and right. well, an do shooting people. Then, okay. like but, I, I really don't know what's going on, so I, I can't speak on like – But I think this is
2: going to get a little dangerous to say here. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so if you're in the United States and one of your states is getting a little insurgent, it stands is rational that the president would want to go in and kind of stop that out, right? Same for what India is doing, maybe to Kashmir. We're not, I'm not endorsing it whatsoever. I need to learn more about that. Man, but the same thing goes to, what is Hong Kong thinking? They're going to protest for a long time. China's not going to let you go. China's not didn't let the uh, Tibet go. Yeah. They're not going to let Hong Kong go. So what's the end game here? What is the end game that China yeah. that you don't think China's going to come in and stomp you out?
0: That's the thing, right? I think at some point in time it's probably going to come to that. But like if. A, a, a way to make me more excited about becoming part of your government is not to come in and put the army on my people. Yeah. So, like, but yeah. I, I think,
2: like, I think we, if we can analyze the Hong Kong China situation and remove the idea of the authoritarian government that we don't like with the pro democracy um, philosophy of the protesters, mm-hmm. it becomes almost understandable and, and like predictable what's going to happen here. A like- small part of your territories, you know. Being insurgent, mm-hmm. you're gonna do something about it. And chances are, you're not gonna just say, "You know what? All right, go ahead. You guys can live your own. Yeah, you know, rule yourself
0: and be over there." It so, like, just I, doesn't I understand happen. China's perspective on that, and I understand Hong Kong's perspective on that. And like, if it was a, the part that complicates it is the millions of people in the streets. I don't know what you can do with millions you of know.
1: people. So, I don't think that complicates it for me at all, though. Like, I disagree with Johnny. If someone says, "Oh, I want to go rule myself," and just like. You know, fine. Go do it. I think that's that should be okay. You want to do what to yourself? Like you want to go off and go rule yourself, I'll rule yourself, right? So if there's a group of you say if, you say you're cool with that, yeah. So nah. if Hong Kong wants to go, yeah, no. exactly. There's Domino no effect. Way. Domino effect. I mean, I'm okay right. with it. I think. Domino.
0: If one, yeah. like uh once yeah. once uh the Virginia secedes or whatever, then you get the whole rest of the South seceding. What's and that? Got a uh, whole new Civil War.
2: What's that one part of Spain that wanted to succeed? The Basque region. Is that it? Uh, put it, um, what was it? does it start with Barcelona
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it the
2: um, is it uh, where Napoleon
1: Catalonia? yeah that's where Napoleon's from yeah
2: Catalonia area They that yeah. the whole big hoopla a while ago they were trying to break away and the Spain government went in and just squashed the whole thing yeah and the rest of the world looked on and said yeah we're not gonna do anything to you because if one of our states tried to do that We'd go in and stomp them out too. So yeah. when we go do it our our own states, you better not say anything either. So okay, well, I, look. I So don't know that's if, one. Is, that's why this one I think is going to be. Really, if China goes in and stomps them out, I think we're going to say, "Well, that's not cool," because they're pro democracy protesters. But really? in any given light, we were going to. We would have stayed quiet.
0: Right? Uh, I think America's not going to say much about it. Like the, the American government won't say anything. Now we, as American, as thinking people, can have an opinion about it. But the American government is going to. They don't
2: care. But you're right. Trump has actually refrained from totally endorsing. Yeah, he don't care. He yeah. don't care.
0: All right, so... um
2: I do have one more thing Okay, go ahead. off of this thing, which is the uh, actress in the Mulan, the upcoming Disney live-action remake.
0: The live-action Mulan, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So that actress actually tweeted supporting um, the Chinese government.
0: Yeah, and uh, she got some, 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 some yeah. pushback on that, huh? Yeah. Does that... I don't know. I don't think I know enough about it to... Well, i think
2: you definitely know enough she's on the side of the chinese authoritarian government yeah oppressing the people what not do you think mulan's m- about not giving free speech yeah man i actually haven't seen mulan
0: it's like the one Disney movie you haven't seen you haven't seen mulan <laughs> yeah no
2: oh my god we're yeah. so we're gonna watch that one it's way. on
0: netflix too like
2: i know it's right there i watched all the time we were, gonna, we're <laughs> watching it yes yeah
0: so like i saw a similar thing um Uh, Priyanka Tropra she like supported she came out with some statement in support of I think the Indian government or something and then she she caught bad headlines for a couple days and I was like I don't know enough about it All right, so uh, next topic good good discussion by the way Uh, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll follow that story and hopefully it doesn't end poorly you know godspeed to everybody
2: by the way, I'm not sure how I feel about this uh, Mulan actress saying that, by the way. it's
0: Oh, yeah? That uh, it sticks with you?
2: It sticks with me. I might actually. I, I was really excited for the Mulan movie. I
0: may have to wait to rental. Uh, you know, I like a good boycott, so if you're, you're a <laughs> boycott, let me know. All right, so next topic. Um, the Federal Energy Star Program suggests that to conserve energy, you should keep the temperature in your house at a smooth 78 degrees Fahrenheit or higher during the day and 82 while you're asleep. 82, oh 82, 82. Inhumane. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. uh yeah, my Neanderthal. No, they would be cold. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually part Neanderthal. I, you yeah. look it.
2: <laughs> actually, we we're all actually uh, at most five percent, except for I don't know if you are Lance. I
0: don't think I am. Yeah, I got this. Uh, my my sloping uh, <laughs> forehead, not not so much. Yeah. So. I, at first, I thought it was kind of a bad idea. It's too hot. Like, I just went to the study that said if you, you got to keep it cold in your room while you sleep, it's good for you. But I was like, wait, it's doubly good because um it's a good way to fight the obesity epidemic because everybody can sweat their balls off while they're asleep in an 82 degrees uh, house.
1: I think that's, you know, I would say, except for this and maybe the previous generation, I think that was normal. What? I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I uh, was talking to, if you when, talk to when your was parents. AC invented, it, well, I'm talking about AC, Well, probably wasn't common for people to have mm-hmm. the amount of like the amount of power energy it takes for you yeah, to run your air conditioning. Places in Vietnam don't have AC, you sleep sleeping hot conditions, yeah.
2: man. Yeah, most of the world, would be
0: a cool night. Like uh, there's not ice commonly in a lot of places I've been to around the world and yeah. don't have AC.
2: They don't have uh, immigration control enforcement?
0: <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> right, because they're not uh, a <laughs> Yeah, so um one, I don't think it was quite as hot when our parents were around too But you know It may be like yeah. Three or four degrees difference But it's hotter now Than it was then you still sweat. Yeah so, I, I assume so yes So do you think Back then
2: when you went To the store to get some ice They call it ice raids
0: <laughs> Like a beer run <laughs> <laughs> So what do you call An ice raid No the, the ice guy Came to your house But it was just cool Back then Because he cause It he was, was cool cause he was bringing you uh, Cubes instead of Taking your children <laughs> Yeah oh my God. So it show's off the rails So um yeah, I, I personally am concerned, and this thing is in the back of my mind, that like as global warming picks up and like it was the hottest June on record this last June. Humanity has
1: to evolve sweat at night.
0: <laughs> like we're, we're sleeping under armor. Okay. And then like the hottest July in history was also this July. And I'm like, okay, at some point in time, the air conditioning infrastructure we have is not going to be able to keep up with the demands on trying to keep everything cool in an increasingly hot um, society. Like I don't think car ACs are going to be able to keep up, and I don't know if it's a technology we can improve on, or if it's just going to be unbearable, and then like it draws too much power, Mm. and/or the systems themselves can't cool buildings that are this big. It's going to be a problem. Maybe not soon, but soon. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't agree with that. But uh... (laughs) say I don't agree with that either. The, (laughs) The numbers agree with you too. So like I was like, I think it takes a lot of energy to cool a home or whatever. So like how much energy? Like uh, what percentage of the capacity of the United States are we actually using? And so, like, are we close to being on the edge? If everybody used twice as much AC, would it? Yeah. No, we. Are you talking about the Elon Musk would come save the day? Well, yeah. No, I looked it up, and like, um, we use about half the energy we can, we have available, and um, cooling is only like fifteen percent of the energy, so we have a lot more room to grow. So
1: yeah, but and there, there are there are different ways you can do to cool yourself. There's geothermal. Uh maybe not geothermal not doing all that. but it's what you can do instead of using like a typical AC unit is you can, you know, basically uh dig a radiator in your backyard. Uh and then what you can do is you can pump water through that and the ground stays at a constant around seventy degrees. Anybody like, doing this? I'm a not. lot of people are doing this. And what you do is A lot. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say <laughs> a lot. I would say it's common enough mm-hmm. to where I know about
0: it. Well, there's a lot you know about. <laughs> and
1: so this water pumps through. It's 70-something degrees. You blow a fan across it. And what it does is it uses the uh, temperature of the earth to uh, act
0: as your heater and cool. Well, the whole problem is the earth is too hot, Bo. So I don't know how that he's works. He's cooling
1: down the
2: earth.
0: <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> one oh, acre at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, radio. Another, uh, one radio. One radio. All right, so that's enough of that. And so for our good news segment, and even though the Junto Show does not officially endorse any presidential candidate, I will say that Senator Bernie Sanders has called for a complete ban on police use of facial recognition as part of his campaign's broader plan for criminal justice reform. So Bernie's going to keep our faces out of their faces, and I'm cool with that. So uh, good luck with that, and hopefully that takes on that gets catches fire as part of the uh, the campaign to get them from scanning your face because it's not good. And, uh, and that's the hot tech news.
3: For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron
0: Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. We'll be right back after this. And welcome,
2: everybody. I am Johnny, and welcome to the Captain's Radio Room. First
1: Officer, nope. <laughs> science
2: <laughs> Officer Hans
1: reporting for duty. I was going to be Science Officer now. Nope, you've been demoted. Sergeant in Arms, bow reporting. Sergeant in Arms.
2: Tactical officer. Tactical officer. Ooh. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. And so again, welcome to the captain's ready room. This is the preferred place where the captain can hold some private discussions and or receive classified communications. So, so I uh, contacted uh, Starbase five nine two nine. Is that, right? that everything? No. It's not. <laughs> well, not
0: real, but like.
2: <laughs> so known. So yep. what the admiral. Wanted to to us to uh, discuss was, it seems like the three of us, each of us in our own Mm ways, is is undergoing a lot of stress in our lives these days. A lot of stuff is going on, you know. I've got these uh, ulcers in my mouth that's finally healing. That's apparently caused by stress, so says the dentist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wanted to ask you guys, you know, how do we handle the increased stress in our life? And then, you know, get better at it, basically, right? Because I think if you ask any one of us, 20-year-old version of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Life was pretty simple. You know, we're eating ramen noodles during college or wherever it is we're, we're at. You know, no house payment, hopefully no mm-hmm. car payment because we got to pass me down a car. Mm-hmm. Things were pretty darn simple, right? Except for girl troubles, maybe. Right? And then you've, Fast forward into the years, you, you get a, maybe a rent or, or a mortgage to pay, home insurance transfers over. You got to pay for that stuff now, cell phone. like All the stuff just piles on. Then you got to worry about your career. Am you I on the right track? Do I love what I do? Then you get relationships, growing a family. It's just a lot of stress in life, man. So how do we deal with this stuff?
0: It's a good question. Uh, once you guys figure it out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I'm much better at handling like a point stress Thing as I, I have tactic tactics for fighting stress, but not strategies. Like a, a stressful event, I can deal with in the moment and 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 work away from it or not let it impact me too much. But like big issues or whatever. I mean, so it's not. It's interesting because I don't think you're saying how do we solve our problems so much as how do we deal with the stress, right. continual uh, presence of of issues and um. Man, how have we coped with it? Do we just escape for a while?
2: Do we go play video games alone for a couple of hours? Do we go for a jog and a run? Do we talk it out with some friends? Well, what's the preferred method? Of the the
0: I don't talk it. I don't talk it out. Like I, uh, I probably should. You don't talk with me. <laughs> I know, right? I probably should um, talk more and get ideas and and hash things out more than I do. I think in actuality, what I do is retreat into myself. And um, uh, either like watch uh, trash TV and or like basically ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> like watch TV no. and play video. Trash game. TV is
2: probably another word for escapism. Yeah, escap- yeah. escapism is yeah. probably
0: my thing. Like not yeah. think about it is probably my best way to deal with it, yeah. which is the definition of not dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so
1: hey, you know, I think that's that's a valid strategy, and I think I've done that quite a bit. Um, I think for me uh, now, if you have you know, major stressful events. Um, I think that, you know, I think Johnny outlined some things. Yeah. I think you have to exercise, like you have to, you have to, uh, find a way to, to physically work through the stress in in some fashion or other. you know, talking with friends, I think is, is great. And I think one of the things that, you know, I think for me, when I go internal, if there's a large, you know, stressor on me, I tend to, almost create an echo chamber in my own head oh yeah and being in all
0: my thoughts is the worst and
1: you're you're your own fox news i have my <laughs> own fox news Yeah, you know and and i and i Whoa, think
0: look at the mirror you see that white guy he's great <laughs> 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 what, what would Bill o'reilly do <laughs> oh goodness you say bo o'reilly if so that's the best thing you've said
1: <laughs> bob, bob o'reilly well and so uh and so you know i think sometimes if i find it difficult and I and I question myself that I go, am I having the right perspective on things? Um, because I and I if and I second guess every kind of decision, and so I kind of do have to kind of reach out to other people, and I have to be like, you know, I'm thinking this is this you know crazy or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as how to work through that, sometimes what I you know I think I've been I've been thinking of lately is, you know, I think it kind of is a matter of perspective. S- you know i think that uh humans we kind of have a what is like it's called loss aversion right and mm-hmm. so we kind of tend to think in terms of if if we lose something that hurts a lot more than if we gain something yeah and so w- what tends to happen is i think you or at least i do uh you know i'll focus on something that is you know i guess being lost right and what i'll do is i'll i'll get in my head and i'll worry and fret about that But if you kind of step back a little bit and I think if you were to think, okay, you know, but here's the things that I do have. And you kind of start listing these things off. I think that exercise in itself is kind of alleviating in some way. You know,
0: lately I have kind of taken to like thinking about how much worse other people off are than me. (laughs) <laughs> the ihop effect, <laughs> <was> IHop effect.
1: <laughs> well you, like you're like i may be unhealthy but not that guy over oh. there. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah so like you know uh every so often i do kind of get down I'm Like, oh man you know uh you know life could be uh going a little bit better like but then i, I go outside and i look at the world and i say i'm killing it compared to all you people <laughs> <laughs> yep. and so, so that helps so, so johnny what, what do you do with well, probably I, whatever you do is probably the right thing. <laughs> I don't know
2: about that, but I will say Bo was spot on according to the Harvard Business Review. You stay
0: with these Harvard studies. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know, man.
2: I just looked them up, man. Okay. No, number one tip they had was reframe how you think about stress. So just talking about shifting your focus away from the day to day pressures and just asking yourself different questions about it. I'm not sure if I agree with this. But it was like, how can I use the energy created by feeling stress about this thing? to bet to be better about it so that might be like, like i got all the stressed and pent up energy yeah. mm-hmm. so let I me mean, reframe the client. you know what we'll go for a run or something maybe yeah well uh, hold
0: on like before you start that. reading
1: and, and i've actually thought those thoughts, but i don't you you're just kind of say like, i don't know i can't do anything yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> but but bo but see johnny thinks he's slick over here like we poured out our hearts over here and then when it came time for him to say what he does when he's stressed out he started reading about what harvard says to do as opposed to what he does. so yeah.
1: I think he asked you to do the same thing earlier, actually. That's true. Yeah,
0: right. yeah.
2: So what do I do? Yeah, um, Definitely escapism. That's my number one choice, probably, right? So I love watching movies, especially on Netflix. You all know that.
0: That explains why he goes through so many, <laughs> so many movies a <laughs> week. Yeah. That's stressed out, <laughs> out on you, man.
2: No, I think escapism for sure. I mean, I love throwing myself and getting engrossed in uh, shows like that. And I think... Um, you talk too, though. I, I do talk through things, too, yes. I like to verbalize and kind of walk through and have sounding an board with, uh, with other folks, you, you two guys um, or you know, whoever else uh, is nearby that I can uh, grab their attention.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, so I was thinking, like, what is the actual thing that's happening when you're super stressed out and then you go with your friends and you talk? And I think what you're doing is exchanging the stress for for love. Like, you, you can only experience so much of any given thing at a time or whatever. So, like, you're ex- stressed out. So, then you go and you go get bombarded with the affections of your friends and, like, good vibes and stuff like that. And that, it's like that thing where you, you, you're you feeling a pain. So, then you, like, squeeze your arm. Or, like, what's the major pain where he broke his finger because he hurt his arm? Okay. <laughs> so, you can only experience <laughs> so much at one time. So, like, instead of feeling stressed, you're feeling um, the affection instead is probably what's actually going on there. Yeah. Until so, you home. <laughs>
1: So, for me, I kind of look at it as, like you know if i were to say i need to i make a decision but you know i've uh let's see i'm so stressed out I, you know i i second guess every kind of decision that i do mm-hmm. make if i were to go talk about it with other people i would get if i get positive affirmation on whatever decision making i go okay you know i'm thinking clearly again and so that's you know and and that kind of takes me that level of stress down
0: yeah all right good
2: time. um i think something else i do maybe is Try to just accept it. Like, instead yeah, of trying yeah. to fight against the stress and, and, and like, feeling the angst of, like, oh, why does it have to happen to me? Or, like, man, I wish I could do something different about this. I need, to, like, just like, sometimes when I just tell myself, today is going to be a stressful day. I know I've got a lot of back to back stuff and a lot of urgent stuff. Maybe I just ain't going to accept it. It's going to come. I'm going to get bombarded by stuff. Just going to accept it. Nothing I can do about that right now, at least. So, just going to handle it the best I can. Okay, Johnny, strategy, give up. I like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see, uh, what's Harvard say?
2: Uh, well, let me uh, cue in one more thing Harvard says that uh, CVS like it or not here. So Harvard says, give
0: us thousands of dollars for the tuition. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tens of.
2: Maybe it goes back to what I just said, actually. So it's create a healthy relationship to control. I misread that title two or three times. <laughs> I thought I was saying create a healthy relationship to control. Like, so they want me to control somebody? Like, start up a relationship and they
0: control the hell out of that person? No, no, no. I was like, get a dog? Somebody <laughs> can boss around? Like, I think I get it now. Yeah. So create a healthy relationship with the concept of control? Yes, exactly. Huh. So the idea being, you oh, can't control Oh, it's a prayer. Yeah. God, do you know the serenity prayer, John? Oh, yeah. What is it? Uh, I can't repeat right now. Go ahead. Bo, you know it? <laughs> is it, uh, Lord, forgive me
1: for the things that... No. No? Okay. It, oh, it, is it... Um, you're a hero. No. <laughs> Go on. <now>.
2: Hold <laughs> on. Oh, no, I, I got it. I got it. It's, uh, it's darkest before the dawn. No. Is that the one? No. Avengers
0: unite. That's not even the thing that it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to butcher it now that I've jumped into it. <laughs> it's um, God or higher power. God grant me the, ser- the serenity to accept the things I can't change, the strength to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Here you okay. Yeah, you go. Something like that. I probably butchered it.
2: So we need the wisdom yeah. of Solomon.
0: <laughs> and the strength of Zeus. <laughs> Wait, the strength of Hercules.
2: <laughs> Shazam!
3: Boom! <laughs> Good lord.
2: I still haven't seen that
0: either. You know what? Yeah, what do life. you do in your life? I don't know I don't watch as much Netflix as you Because I'm over here Living my best life It's like, hot boy summer
2: I was about to say You must <laughs> be having a great life Not not very stressed over there Not, uh, not
0: escaping enough. I'm so stressed I can't even find the time To watch Netflix
1: you yeah. <laughs> stressed about Sleeping in a sweaty bed <laughs> I know right yeah. It's hot in my house <laughs> Alright folks Well it, it sounds like I
2: have enough to report Back to the Admiral On how we're going to deal With the uh, stressful situations The Romulans And the Klingons have uh. <laughs> <laughs> Too nerdy Alright I'll stop now
0: <laughs> That's it <laughs>
1: Transfer of data is
0: complete Hey, welcome back to the Hunko Show I'm Lance and I'm the Cannon Buster
2: I'm Johnny, I'm a I'm a sapien (laughs) And I'm Bo, I'm a dog
0: (laughs) Dog Dog (laughs) Alright, so we're going to get into our world famous Pop culture segment where we talk about everything That's going on in media, be it written Print or some other Third thing, audio (laughs) (laughs) So let's kick things off with Bo what are you taking in in the world of pop culture? Well, let's see.
1: So, I have tried to start watching uh, Mindhunter Season 2. I heard good things. Good yeah. things. Did you see Mindhunter Season 1? I did, and I really enjoyed it. So, I was looking forward to it. Um, I've only gotten to half of the first episode so far, and usually I usually crush through these mm-hmm. these episodes. Um, it does seem like glorified office politics at the, the moment, and so I'm just like... This show is slow. This show is really, really slow. More so than last season. Um, Yeah. Is Mindhunter I mean, one of like these it.
0: shows where it's like it's totally different story every year or is it a continuation of the story? It's continuation. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I, so I think the thing is I probably wasn't prepared for the slowness. And so then I switched to – um, and uh, I think I'm – I haven't gotten anything new. I'm still kind of chugging through a couple of books and stuff like that. But I think I'm going to try to watch uh, Neon ne- – the Evangelion series Oh, I,
0: Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion. Yep. People swear up and down that's one of the best anime and I love anime and I tried watching it and I didn't like it. So I'm curious how where you end up with it cuz uh, Yeah, I'm
1: going to I think I tried it back about like 5 or 6 years ago mm-hmm. and I was like, "Nah." And so I'm going to try to I'm going to give it a good shot and see where it goes.
0: Report to me when you're like 3 episodes in and if it's good, then I'll
1: pick it up. If I
0: get 3 episodes. <laughs> in. If I don't if it doesn't click, I'm like I'd it real quick. There you go. So. I think I might have the DVDs. I think somebody got me the DVDs for. I think Kevin got me the DVDs for a birthday present. Oh. I never watched. Them. <laughs> All right, so Johnny, what what are you taking in?
2: Um, y'all would be surprised to hear, it's not from Netflix.
0: Uh, oh, Hulu. And the Netflix stocks drops one more. <laughs> bo-
2: <laughs> so let's see. I'm going to talk about two uh, literary uh, pieces here. Uh, one is I've referenced this before, I think, but I finally started digging into. <laughs> The revamp of the X-Men titles on Marvel. Fantastic. Long overdue, and it's good stuff. So right now, in the world of X-Men comic books, there are only two titles out, right? They've stopped all the other titles for now to do these two books, right?
0: Even individual like Wolverine doing something? Everything. Good good for them. It's way too much crap out there. Yeah. Or not crap, but content.
2: Oh, it wasn't that good to begin with. (laughs) Johnny says crap. (laughs) So there's uh, two books out right now, both written by uh, uh, Jonathan Hickman. Um, There's House of X and Power of X, right? The two books are released every other week and you have to read them sequentially. So you read one of House of X, then one of Power of X, then one of House of X again and keep going. So six issues each. each. So at the conclusion of these 12 issues together, the storylines will converge and that's
0: what will help relaunch the entire X-Men universe. Generally speaking, uh, so Marvel and maybe all comic companies do this. They do this thing where they're having some event and you're reading like... For example, I'm reading the female Thor, and then at some point in time, it's like, see what uh, boy Thor is doing in Boy Thor number one. Right. Do you do you branch off of the thing you're reading and go read the other thing?
2: Sometimes, if I'm interested enough, I will. I, I kind of like the idea that the way they do these story, the major storylines is there's the main book with the main storyline, but if you want to learn more, you can dig into those separate titles to delve deeper into those specific characters that you like more. Okay,
0: so sometimes you do do it. Sometimes I do, yeah. Okay, I dabble in it, but it's yeah. like I only read so much as it is, and I can barely follow, keep the main story straight to like go spending time doing other stuff. Go on. Now. So I do
2: want to give a, a little bit of a teaser, or um, I'll try to make it non spoily as much as possible. But they introduce this character with the mutant ability, right? First time I ever heard of this ability, reincarnation. It's
0: pretty that that ba- person can reincarnate, or they can reincarnate other people. That that person reincarnates.
2: And it's fantastic.
0: It will? Like, I no. want to come back as a...
2: Well, if you die, then you come back as yourself again. Um, as a baby? As a baby. You rel- you relive your entire life with the knowledge of the prior life. Oh, interesting. So as a baby, you're now obviously intel- intelligent, and you can you know, you know, can comprehend a lot more things. So it's a little weird in the first few years, but... And you're let's, breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's gloss over that fact for a little bit. But, but it's <laughs> like, just like, super like, interesting. In this way. book, it goes through the... Hungry, the younger. thinking of this person right the first life is normal-ish mm-hmm. and then the second life it gets a little bit more radicalized And the third life they try stirring the issue more didn't work fourth life they take what they learn and they try stirring it a different way and you. it didn't work so they, they they try a different approach and go like super violent in one approach another approach they they tried it's just really fascinating which one is that that's that does sound nice it's in the most recent book of uh, House of X, number two.
1: Okay, and that's oh. that issue. Oh. It sounds like a really drawn out Groundhog's Day. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Oh. That's funny. Or, or like being a historian, because you, you know, like if you if you were a person who kind of just reads history, so this person's living it. So that's one thing. But like, if you were, say, a person fighting for uh, LGBTQ issues fr- from like. If you studied it from like the fifties until the nineties or whatever, you just like forty years of struggle or whatever, and you're just like, oh, it sucks so bad because it never gets better. And then you see people live and die, and things don't change, and live and die, and things don't change, and then like it does. So I don't know. I
1: like that. So, <laughs> well, so he's he's stuck in the
0: same time period for all of no, eternity. No, 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 no. He's he, he. Time is going through sequentially, right? He just lives and dies. No, he dies. no, no. And he kills. lives
2: in the same time period all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. I thought he was just yes. like. Like, I don't so, know, born in the, the So, like I, like
2: I was born in uh, roughly 1980, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be born in 1980 again, every single time. Oh. i come right back, reincarnate to the same spot. I'm
0: glad we... So, that so yeah. is that better?
2: And, and the... Yes. Is that... And, is and, that, and as that we know... That's more interesting, yeah. And as we know, mutant powers manifest during puberty, right? So, this person dies before they reach puberty, before they manifest their mutant powers, then it ends. The cycle ends. Ah. Uh-huh. So, at some point... You know, maybe accidents happen, chances are the person... so.
0: What's the, but does he, he has his memory his whole time as a child, so he doesn't get his memories back when he hits puberty. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. Uh, I might read that, actually. Yeah. I like that. I've got it. So. Oh, even better. I was going to wait for it to come on Marvel Unlimited, but if you got the, the issues, I'll just eat better. And
2: uh, real quick, the second thing I was reading that's fantastic is the book called Sapiens. I'm only about a quarter of the way through, written by Dr. Yuval Noah Harari. And the one line I'll say about that from the summary is: one hundred thousand years ago, one hundred thousand years ago, mm. at least six different species of humans inhabited Earth. Yet today there is only one, Homo sapiens. What happened to the others? What may happen to us? So a very fascinating look. And I think Lance, you read this book
0: too. Yeah, I did so. read it. It was a good book. It was a good yeah. book. It was uh interesting too. Like that little bit of span of time where it was like uh, I don't know about the other the six different. Uh, species of humans, but I definitely know there was. I'm sure it's true, but there was a time when there was like, um, what is it, ne- Neanderthals or whatever, and then like the uh, like Homo erectus or something, mm-hmm. like in Homo sapiens, mm-hmm. and then they started you know banging each other. Just like some, That's
2: why there's like five percent <laughs> of uh, Neanderthal are in, in us, I think.
0: Yeah, so there's like some, I don't know, yeah. some higher being up there, like, hey, hey there, uh, bad boy caveman, <laughs> we we'll get some of this, uh, <laughs> sapien. But
2: <laughs> there's, there um, I forgot the name of the, 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 the Homo species, but it's on this other uh, island, and uh, resources were scarce, food was scarce. So the way they evolved was the bigger you were, the more likely you were going to die. So that whole entire species of Homo was like as tall as 3.5 feet.
0: Yeah, interesting. So okay.
2: the whole human species
0: 3.5. All right, so for me, I, um, <laughs> You know, I got I got one of those little emails where it's like, uh, "Hey, here is a show on Netflix that you might like." Oh, and it was a show called Cannon Busters, and I was like, "That sounds familiar." So then, I, uh, Cannon Busters is like a it's an anime, but the, all the characters not all, but like most of the characters are dark darker skin, like black. And I was like, "Oh man, like black anime!" Boom, checkbox, checkbox, and I was like, "This looks really familiar." So I went back through my email, and I was like, "Yeah, five years ago, I supported Cannon Busters on Kickstarter." from the artist or the the, the creative mind behind it, it's this dude named LaShawn Thomas. And he was like, I'm trying to make a black anime. And I was like, okay, have some money. And so like for it to finally come out in fruition, I think it was a comic book at the time too, for it to finally come out as a thing on Netflix. I'm like, man, I'm super excited about it. So I've been watching it hardcore and uh, I really like it. I think, it's very it's very ambitious like it it's uh it like it's got kingdoms and robots and mechs and all this you know your anime stuff like that just with okay so so johnny i remember a while back when we were talking about black panther i think you tried to say that it was a um, a superhero movie that the characters happen to be black and i was like nah uh it's a black superhero movie canon busters is actually an anime where the characters happen to be black which is like interesting because it's not the, the, I don't know. They don't talk jive or anything like that. I listen to rap music for real, but like, <laughs> I'm, cut that, I'm cut down. But like, <laughs> it's just like it, uh, seeing a black world in anime style is, and it just is a thing. It's just mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's yeah. good for my soul. Like, awesome. like. Well, okay, so that's important. Yeah. Is
1: is the main character? So in in anime is like some of the anime tropes, right? The main character has like dad issues or something like that, right?
0: Uh, he, he, we he has no parents. Yes, yeah. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So
1: it is basically an anime with its mm-hmm. okay. yeah
0: big hair. Uh, and so his thing is so the main character is named Philly the Kid, and he's a wanted outlaw in like some wild Westy type okay. uh world.
1: And they have to. in every every so many episodes, they have to fight an increasingly bigger and stronger bad guy.
0: Uh, it's not quite like that. Okay. It, it's he has robot friends, and his car turns into a, a mech. And he is a wanted outlaw, and he can't die. Well, he dies all the time, but he, he reincarnates, like, immediately if he gets killed. And that's, that's his thing. Okay. It's, a, it's good. Like, um, it's, I wish it was, I'm about halfway through, and it's an, an ambitious, well-told story. Not amazing, but um, I like it. Just fine, and it's good. So I recommend you if you're interested in it, you should watch it. It's it's really well animated. The action's good, the voice acting's good. It's um. Did you say the animation's good, yeah. Animation, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or oh, what's um, a
1: was it is it uh? Can you say another anime that's in a style kind of? It, of, it has
0: or? Cowboy Bebop vibes. Not not as good as Cowboy Bebop. I'm not saying that, but it feels like. Cowboy Bebop is it like uh, I'm thinking like uh, Afro Samurai kind of deal no nah. no Cowboy Bebop if I had to say something it's okay. it feels like Cowboy Bebop okay art style and stuff like that all right and then next thing I'm watching oh I'm reading for a book Midnight in Chernobyl which is the book on which the HBO show Chernobyl is based and it's basically the exact same thing it feels like word for word so like I watched the show and I'm reading the book and it's just like here's what happened I'm like all right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, you don't need it. If you saw the show, you, you're fine. All right. Well, that, it, makes, uh, that makes me like the show even more, actually. Yeah, right? Yeah, did yeah. a good
1: job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, but I did hear the, podcasts, the companies that, uh, podcast that accompanies that the show is fantastic. Where, and that's where the, I don't know, the director, the producer, wherever they they're really go into a lot more depth behind um, the story and then how they decide to translate that into a miniseries content.
0: The the one thing, yeah. so like the books obviously got more content in the show, but one, not that much, and to the extent that there is extra stuff, it's like about um, Russian society and kind of the people's background before they got to the power plant and how the power plant got built. So it's good. It's interesting. And very hard to keep track of these Russian names. <laughs> oh, got, yeah. I have no idea who's yeah. it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I got one more thing to add to the uh, show here. I did watch Good Boys in oh, theaters this hey. past weekend. It was fantastic. Wow,
0: fantastic, huh?
2: Fantastic. It's been, you know, I go into these comedy movies hoping for, I'm going to say, good laughs yeah, spread throughout the movie, right? And I really hope that I didn't see all the funny parts in the trailer. But I will say, when I went to see Good Boys, I was laughing almost throughout the entire movie. There were people in the theaters, like, rolling laughing, like, you know, even in a little bit quieter scenes, they were still, like, laughing for the last joke. Still going on, so... Worth the visit. Definitely don't take your kids. It's <laughs> rated R for sure, and have a good time. So, so it was the
0: number one movie last weekend. Nice. Who's the creative team behind that? I know Seth Rogen one of them. But oh. There's another person too. Oh, they probably uh, his uh, Evan Goldberg. I think is who he makes all those movies Maybe. with. Okay, so that's the super bad team.
2: I mean, the, the the first five minutes into it, I can tell that they were going for jokes and not character development all the way, yes. which is fine with me. I came for the laughs,
0: so I'm like, yes, go ahead and sacrifice plot points for More jokes, please. All right. I might go see it this weekend because I want to laugh with the crowd. There you go. (laughs) All right. So uh, thank you for listening to The Junto Show, another fantabulous episode. We appreciate you guys very much for listening. Um, And we would also super appreciate it if you would give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts app and also spread the word to your friends about how great this show was. Maybe they're super interested in learning how to, what did we do for Captain's Ready Room? De stress. How to get rid of stress. Who's not stressed? Yeah. You're listening to podcasts all day, you're ruining your life. (laughs) de-stress uh leave us a five star review tell your friends and uh until next time uh i'm lance i'm johnny and i'm bill see you when you proceed